did you know since you were in petite femme mm -hmm. that you wanted to be um, a, a photographer? Um, I my love for the movies came first, and then I mean when I was yeah like a teen and stuff, and then for photography. But my parents didn't. I mean, we're not in a family that makes movies or whatever, so I never thought there'd be like a trajectory for me. So I then it happened later, kind of by mistake, by moving here and be like, okay, then I can just do that. Oh, your family moved here first. No, I moved here by myself. Oh, okay. Because um, I had a a scholarship for a design school, and then I was like, okay, I'll just find a job in the movie industry, and I just like went from there. You know? See, with the accent, I don't know if it's just me or you guys feel it too. I could have Berenice read like a manual <laughs> to a camera and I'd be like, oh, that's so interesting. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. I think, do we, do we have any manuals for like the Rebels or something like that? I've had but, a gaffer tell me that yeah, everything you said just sounds more artistic. Which yeah, but works he was, in my advantage. Yeah, but that guy was bummed No, he was great. He was good? He was great. Okay. So, so, you, you, so, what, so let's talk about films then. What are your favorite yeah. films? Favorite, I mean, that's such a tough question. I know, I know. It's a bullshit question. Let's, let's go question. back. What's the film that made you want to be a, made you want to be involved in the process of photographing? Okay, uh, the movie that really struck me was... Did you ever see this cocktail movie called The Beauty and the Beast? Yes. It was like in black and white in the 50s. Yep, just so earlier stunning. than the 50s. It was, it was actually the 50s. It I looks it earlier, the 40s, but... Oh, I don't know. Okay. But... Um, Cocktails, Beauty and the so Beast. So beautiful. Just all the, like... Mm -hmm. Lights moving and the mystery of it, and that really made a huge impact on me. And then, um, yeah, that was pretty much. Any other, you know, like any? I mean, yeah, I mean. Clouseau. Clouseau. Godard, you know. Anyway. Yeah, I Kubrick is my favorite. Uh -huh. I love Kubrick. I love Spielberg's. I love, you know, uh -huh. I love movies that can marry, you know awesome art and beautiful photography but also like true stories what's and, your like, favorite real... kubrick my favorite kubrick the shining i would say mm -hmm. so creepy. so and movements pick, and pick one image or one sequence from that movie that you know when you think of you go oh, i don't know what's involved in that um, well, I, two of them come, I, maybe it's because I saw it recently, the, st the cam one, when, you know, along the, the carpet and stuff. Yep, yep. But then, I really love the one with the creepy woman in the bathroom, you know, and she looks so green, and like, it's just like one stark thing that happens in this really cool bathroom, I love it. And I think it's really cool to make an image really bright, but still really beautiful, you know? I think it's a hard thing to do. Well, yes, because I noticed that you... Uh, have a phenomenal ability with darkness. I love darkness. You, <laughs> well, clearly, you're, 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 you're clearly, I think, I think possibly going to become the princess of darkness. Well, that uh, would be great. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that because I have watched your stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, I think the the short, the fifteen minute short Oscars escape is, yes. is the one about the the pedophile finally gets yes. his comeuppance, right? Mm -hmm. Very subtly told, by the way. Yeah. So. Um, when, just tell us about how you met the filmmaker and decided to make this movie. I mean, I um, I met the filmmaker on um, on the dark night, um, and then he just he wanted to make this really moody movie, and it was uh, it was this cool like super quick project. So I just like hopped on, and what I loved is he 
I think you mean like the last scene, it's really like this well, stark lighting. You have this, I don't know if it was a decision that happened in the script or if it was just a decision that happened between a discussion between the two of you, but the main character walks into the room mm-hmm. and the light, a hotel room, the light yeah. doesn't go on. Mm-hmm. And you spend the rest of the entire scene with basically no a Vittorio Storaro one shaft yeah. of light reminiscent of... And I'll have to give you know. the director that because he, he was into the fact that there was just no lights right. on, which was difficult. So, so what makes it, so what do you do in that situation where you're trying to show, you're still trying to show action and geography yeah. and geometry of what's going on? Well, what I think is the most important is keeping things supernatural. I mean, I'm sorry, not supernatural, but very natural. So the cool, the, the cool thing that worked out is that there was no light in the room, but the light was coming from separate rooms. And luckily, the layout meant that the light could come from three points in the room, which made it really great for backlight and for, you know, and I think when you're trying to make a dark scene, backlight is really your, your favorite ally, you know? Um, and so that really worked out for the scene, you know, to just have it come from different areas in, in, in different AJ Sims rooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, the bathroom and the window mm-hmm. outside. Which was really tough in that location. I mean, it was really like a last minute shoot. And they were like, I think there was like 40 amps total in the entire location. So we're just dealing with like the smallest light possible you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. It was intense. Do you, do you actually have a you know, do you like working with bigger instruments, or is it just, I mean, or is it just like whatever does the job, or? It is whatever does the job. Um, that was a tiny room, so it was okay to have smaller units and stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's definitely whatever does, does the, the job. Um, um, and, okay, so you are both, you're not just, you're not just a, a photographer, you're, or a cinematographer, you're a mm-hmm. photographer, and you're a visual artist I mean at least I what draw I've seen. on my downtime yeah. yes now what I've noticed is, is this incredible um, ability of yours that you make semi-interpretable images where you can kind of see what's going on but you also feel like you're almost staring at an abstract a little mm-hmm. bit so in some of your other pieces that shows up in your photography where you're super, super close on, you yeah. know, the creases of a face or the creases of an arm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Is that stuff you're just experimenting with or is it going to find its way also into your... Definitely. I I love... I think it came from my love of parts of the body and I, it's just marrying my love of graphic design and lines and simplicity and just really making it happen in photography. I mean, there's this in the feature that I shot, there's a scene in, in a rooftop with this girl who basically takes her bra off for the first time, and it's this moment in the movie. And then she's, she was about, born with a bra, exactly. and she's never taken it off. Liberating herself. The, liberating herself. She's yes. for the first time at first age 35, time. Yes. off comes the bra. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can relate to this. I can relate to this, actually. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. go ahead. And there's this moment, and, and then it's about, you know, freeing the body and stuff. And anyways, there's, I just went crazy on just the lines of, of the body and how it can be abstract. What I love is to, to show the, the graphic beauty of, of an object and just almost make it an object but not an object. I don't know how to. To abstract it a bit. Yeah. 
and in my drawings often it's it's a face it's a it's a character it's a part of a body that makes a character but it's but you can't see it right away or you have to turn it upside down to see it and I just think it's interesting mm -hmm. and I think it, it it's also a strive for simplicity you know and I think in photography and in art in general I think elegance is simplicity and I think that's why I love darkness is that you know who are your <laughs> biggest influences in terms of photographers, uh, cinematographers? Cinematographers, I mean, well, there's Henri Alcorn, the one from The Beauty and the Beast, but mm -hmm. um, in the French ones, I love Darius Conji. I think he's just so amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I love uh, Wally Pfister. He's, like, a great influence on me. And Vilma Zygmunt is, like, I mean, you know, Close Encounter of the Third Kind. And Champion. It's like, he's so amazing. So, those are the ones that I would... As a side point, I actually know a friend who went to a screening of a movie that he shot in the 70s that had never had an LA premiere or something like that. Yeah. It was some forgotten movie, and he showed up to the premiere and said something like, I had never seen this movie because I hated the fucking director, so I'm excited to see it tonight. That was, that was the whole introduction. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's a cool guy. Never yeah. met, I mean, I just saw him from a distance. He's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of, uh, so tell us what this movie that you were talking about is about. What's it called? First of all, is it called, is it Gorillas? Uh, the one I just talked about, it's yeah. called Gorillas. Gorillas, yeah. It's a really crazy concept. What's the idea? The idea is um, the start of a feminist revolution. But basically, it's sort of a, a topless movement. So we shot in New York for five weeks with girls running around topless. Well, at least you know it's going to make its money back. Yes. If, if, if nothing else, yes. this movie's definitely... Yes. Who's the director on the film? Uh, Lena Esco. Uh-huh. She's uh, a first-time director. She's a really cool... How did you two get connected? Um, she saw my AFI thesis and there was a lot of nudity in it and she loved the way I shot that, so that kind of came, you know. One to the next. Yeah. Uh-huh. What did you shoot um, the movie on? The Alexa. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was an awesome, awesome experience. You know, have you shot anything, camera. have you shot stuff on film, film? Or? I've shot, um, stuff on film, like short films and stuff in school, but you know it's hard when you're starting up to shoot on film. Right. And, um, it's almost a luxury at this point. It is. It's definitely a luxury, and even and also when you're a DP that's starting up and you're trying to push a production for a film, it's not like you you have the leverage of a more accomplished DP to be like, no, this is my tool. You know, you kind of you have to go with the flow. So, tell us about two of your. I mean, is the film completed, Gorillas? Is it film? Yeah, I mean, it's finished. It's finishing the editing right now. So they're, they're locking yeah. the picture shortly. Mm -hmm. Okay. And tell us about, um, I mean, a low budget, low budget film or yeah. I mean, it was, it was low budget, but it was good budget for a low budget. It was like over half a million dollars, so that's a, yeah, it's a good budget. It's a sizable, you know? sizable. Um, so it allow us to do great things. I think um, the director had a great visual eye, and the team that we made with the production designer and the costume designer and I just really meshed and it's a movie with like bright colors and really cool colors but at the same time like kind of a cool darker feel and I think we really worked it out Explain, go over that one again because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not buying okay <laughs> for instance there's this okay those yeah. girls like yeah. uh, found for their like hit 
for their revolutionary headquarters, they mm -hmm. find this abandoned I'm going to have pool. a sip of my coffee, by the way. Yeah, please do. They find this abandoned 1920s pool at the basement of a hotel. It's like a giant, enormous thing. Right. And with the production designer, we thought it would be amazing to have it that turquoise color, like we're underwater. So she, like, covered all the walls with bluer tints because it was like this like, ugly yellow kind of like dirty yellow and um and then i used a lot of neons that we um actually got the idea for watching fight club so we wanted to make like a girl fight club so there's like those neons around the pool edge and the the whole headquarters happened is in, in at the center of the pool so you have those blue daylight you know lights that appear blue because we're on tungsten shooting tungsten right and they're giving a blue edge to all those girls, and so all they're wearing pink, like really hot pink, really hot pink inside yeah. the pool, and yep. with the back edge that's blue, but it's still this dark kind of weird, like decrepit pool. So that's and they're like topless. The bright colors, the boobs, yeah, and, and the darkness. <laughs> all right, so what, tell us about some other sequences in the film that. Uh... Um, sequences. Okay, there's this this moment where we filmed her topless in um, in the middle of Times Square. And basically in New York, you can legally be topless, but you can't get a permit to shoot it because then it's like you're making a Now you're making porn, right? Oh, of course, yeah. So we had to do a lot of it just gorilla style. So <laughs> <laughs> you're very proud of this, aren't you? Yeah. Gorilla style. Shame now. But, but um, yeah, so we had to just like you know, be in contact with the NYPD at the same time where they were, sh like, have an insider from there and just be like, we'll just be there for two minutes. Right. And, like, have a van, jump jump off, do the sequence, run away. So that was really cool, just doing, like, kind of a gorilla so filmmaking. You <laughs> <laughs> so you had to do this sort of, like, around the cops. Yeah, exactly. Um. Kind of, like... The problem is with, when you're dealing with that, you just even if you tell one cop and he's like, okay, it's gonna be fine, then you don't know if one is gonna come along and like ruin your shot and be like, no, it's not, and just like so you just have to like serve the rules and and then the whole thing was having the girls with masks, and then we realized that it's even more illegal to have a group of people wearing masks in the city than it is to just be topless. <laughs> just like having the really? double, yeah. What's the reason for that? Like I don't know, terrorist groups or like, just you can't Something. hide your identity when you're in multiple groups. I guess it's like you know bank robbers. I don't know. Something. Movies, you know, you see movies, bank robbers. And stuff. Yeah, no, I know, I, yeah. So, Fascinating. Yeah. And the end is and and uh, what is the what is the climax of the movie? Like what what ends up happening? Um. They basically just work, the whole movie, they're trying to rally everyone to the Lincoln Center in D.C. and just have like a I have a dream moment, but they they basically can't do it and they're doing this viral campaign and this like press conference in the end that just goes viral and there's just, I don't want to see, say the end of the movie, so. So anyways, it takes over the world. And as, as it's, I mean, this is always a, a a problem or a challenge with independent small independent features when mm -hmm. they're trying to display something that's actually Absolutely. affecting the whole world. It's like a yes. classic challenge that affects independent. So how did you deal with it? It's as much because it's, it's as much of a challenge to the editor as it is to the 
director as it is to the writer producer, and the producer. Well, you, like, well, yeah, but you can't afford it. I'm saying you got to find a way to tell. I can shoot great crowds if we have them. You but know? you won't have them. But if you don't have them. So what did you do? Um, well, basically that is something they're working out right now in the editing. Um, just trying to find a way to, to just make it bigger with visual effects, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or trying to find a way to like, justify that it's not as big as they, they're figuring their way. I mean, the end is like really this thing I shouldn't talk about. Got it. You know, we'll, we'll make sure Anyways. we'll make sure you're okay with the cut. <laughs> Good. Seriously. Oh, great, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, within a certain degree. Yeah, exactly. I'll send you one thing. You'll give us notes, and we'll be like, bye bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you later, Brandon. Well, at least you're trying to attempt it. Yeah, yeah a little bit. So, uh, are you working on another picture right now? Another feature? Yes. Yes. Tell us about that. I'm leaving in for Mexico in like two weeks. Awesome. Yes, it's awesome. It's a really cool script. And my new challenge is that it's gonna it's in Spanish and the whole crew is Mexican. This is woman who was raised by her grandmother, has a terrible relationship with her mom, and she discovers that she's pregnant on the same day that she discovers that her grandmother is about to die. So the whole family gathers at the grandmother's house away from Mexico City just to basically say goodbye. And that the grandma who's supposed to die within a few hours just doesn't die that day or the next day or the next day until basically the end of the movie where all the relationships are entangled and, and it kind of works out. And it's right up my alley for me because I, I have five sisters and a lot of family drama, so I'm really excited to Huge family. that to use. Yes. Five sisters. Five sisters. You're the oldest of six? I'm number four. Number four, you're way down the line, okay. Yeah, but I'm the oldest of the second series. Aha, uh-huh. the oldest yeah. of the youngest. Yes. Yeah, my wife's one of seven, so I know nice. what, you're, what, what you're talking nice about. Nice Christmases and having fun. Well, more Hanukkahs, really. Yeah, Hanukkahs. Yeah. yeah busy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the, what's the, no, don't worry about it. What's the, what's the name of this picture? It's called Mama, but obviously they're going to have to change the name, because... <laughs> that's awesome. That's like no, that's like yeah. the best soundbite we could have ever asked for. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're gonna change the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the name is to be determined right now. That's what they're calling it to be determined. No, no. I think that's gonna be a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's really good. What do you what do you what do you want to do with this picture visually? Um, I'm really excited about it because it's about death. So. Playing with the, you know, and it's a lot of it takes place in this one room with this grandmother dying, and it's about, you know, how to shoot one room in 19 scenes and just make it every time kind of different, feel differently according to the story. And I mean, that's why I like this job is to convey a story in a very physical way almost, just giving you the feeling of it. And I think it's going to be really cool to experiment. Um, different qualities of light, you know, different levels of light and different way of showing life or then death taking over, life taking over. And I, and there's also this theme of red in the movie that I think is linked to life and femininity and and it's really cool cuz it has a lot of um of uh, violence and, and and tough things into it, but it's very also uplifting. So, I mean, it's kind of an amour but like more cheerful and feminine, I guess. Cool, very so, cool. Yeah, I'm really excited to shoot it. Um, I'm trying to remember your real. What was the other short that I saw? 
Uh, oh, about the, um, about the prostitutes. Mm-hmm. That was my AFI thesis. Okay, so this is so you d directed and DP'd that. No, I DP'd that. You DP'd that. Yeah, okay. AFI is very like. So specific. just just tell us the story is about. It's about this young woman who goes on a weekend, a romantic weekend with her boyfriend, and just has like a troubled sexuality with him, and he passes out, and in the middle of the night, she's kind of woken up by this sound in the hallway, and she founds this prostitute getting literally thrown out of a room. And it's in a high-end hotel. It's kind of high-end prostitute. It's not like a... Trashy. Yeah. And she end, ends up befriending the prostitute and following her to her next client. Um, so so it's a little bit, almost like Bitter Moon a little bit. Yeah. Or... Mm, or kind of a, like Chloe. a... Yeah. CD. Oh. Like kind of... So she fo oh, she follows her to her next job, her and next instead job. of being this plush... Environment it becomes quite. No, it's it's still like an uh, it's still like an upscale environment. Okay. Um, but there's like a striptease involved, and she's trying to like get involved with the client and stuff, and then there's a little bit of drama happening, and it's basically, I don't know, I I would, it could be sort of a sexual loss in translation or something. You know, it has that kind of feeling. Um, and. What mm -hmm. I mean, what what was the I mean the aesthetic? I've seen the picture. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful to look at. Like it's tremendously beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, what did you just tell us a little bit about how you approached shooting and lighting it? You know. Well, the first hotel was really hard because it was extremely tiny. I mean, when you shoot in a hotel, it was just literally like a white box. So I just like tried to just play with the practicals, make it very simple and natural, and just augment that. And then the second hotel, we had more um, leeway. I mean, the toughest scene was walking into the second hotel through that immense lobby because. Yes, but that shot proved quite nice because it's on your reel and. Thank you, and yeah. it's yeah. I mean, I'm proud of it. It was definitely one of the most challenging because it's an old building with not a lot of power, and basically the only way that the distro could come onto the set was in the middle of the shot. And the distro was literally coming. I mean, this is this is the long hallway, right? Distro had to come through here, go all the way down the parking lot around to the generator, and then it was spilling onto the set. And we were doing like a steady cam shot this way, and then the, you know pushing and lead in. And so we had to like basically hide the distro within the the floor, and also it was huge. So we pulled all the lights from in from the truck. And so I had like one team prep this location, lay out the distro all morning while we're shooting another scene, and then we went in and you know did more electrical work and then shot. It was like a huge challenge. Berenice is a slave driver. Berenice yeah. just beats the living shit out of her crew. It's obvious, right? Well, because I beat the living shit out of me. All right. Myself. Okay. Well, fair enough. Well, as long as it's justified. Exactly. No, no, no. And also, no. That sounds really. And by the way, I think distro is a French word for for electrical wiring. It's yeah. not. It's not a French. No, word. it's okay. Distro. It's it's uh it's okay. It's just a. It's it's, it's not a French word at all. It's I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's it's a word they use in L.A. But it's they don't. Just being mean to me. No. It's yeah. It's true. I am. I am. I am. It's actually we, we just don't use it in Canada. Yeah. But anyway, so the film. In the end, what was important for me is to not make it too beautiful. That's why we kind of make it made it green, a little bit, tiny bit, because 
like, oh, that beautiful girl being worried about not being beautiful enough and this whole, you know what I mean? We just kind of wanted to have it like a sick feeling to it. So, uh -huh. so that's so how you give a little bit of a green yeah. pallor to it. Mm-hmm. Green and blue. What, what format was that shot on? On the Genesis, which I love. I think it's a great camera. I mean, it's really old now, but... But you actually... Just, it's, it was super nice with us. They gave you like the sort of the yeah. carte blanche. And vision was great. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And is there any other projects coming around the corner that you're... Uh, by the way, have you considered well, getting into commercials now? Or? I really want to get into commercials. I would love to do some beauty commercials and stuff. I saw but two of your spots. I think there was mm -hmm. a Toyota one. And a Guess one, too. Yes, right. Um, yeah, I would love to do more. But you know how it is. Just finding your way. Well, I'm so sure it will happen. Thank you. I'm sure it will happen. Berenice Ivano. Thank you, Thank you for much. being here. We look forward to seeing where your career goes. Very far. <laughs>